This episode of the podcast was brought to you by Dr. Anne-Marie's Dermal Care. Welcome to today's episode of the Beauty Industry Podcast, your online support community for the professional beauty industry, connecting you with educational pieces, innovative industry products, and inspiration from industry experts. I am your host, founding director of Beauty Industry, Tamara Shaw. Today's episode is one that is a little different, slightly off topic for the beauty industry, and you may even call it raw. Beauty industry is focused on showing support and strength to others at all times. So naturally, when I was introduced to the Lip Temba movement, one which supports mental health in women, I gravitated towards finding out what we could do to support the cause. Today, we are speaking with Olivia Molly Rogers, who you may remember as Miss Universe Australia 2017. Olivia is also a qualified speech pathologist, a self-taught artist, and is now a brand ambassador for Liptember 2018. I was lucky enough to have the beautiful Olivia open up about her experience with mental health, the struggle she has gone through, and her triumphant ending. However, upon finishing the recording with Olivia, I noticed that I wasn't as open and as brave as she was. At the end of our chat, I have recorded a snippet of my struggle with mental health, some pathways that I've traveled through, and I wanted to share them with you in case you too are going through a tough time and have nowhere to turn. In a candid conversation today about mental health and lip timber, we speak with the lovely Olivia Molly Rogers to find out how she is supporting the cause. Welcoming Olivia to the podcast today. Thanks so much for having me. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us today. So share with us, Olivia, what is Liptember and how did this movement start? So Liptember is a campaign that's dedicated to raising funds and awareness for women's mental health specifically. Um, It all started because the man behind it, Luke Morris, uh, saw that majority of mental health research at the moment is um, really focused on men's mental health, but then the results are being applied to both men and women. Uh, so they really wanted to look further into women's mental health and um, get a bit more support and awareness around that. Yeah, amazing. And um, where does the lipstick come into play with raising awareness? Because I'm seeing lots of selfies um, yep, with the beautiful good. lips. <laughs> I think it's awesome because obviously lipstick is a feminine thing, so it's clearly for women's mental health. Um, But at the same time, it's really easy for people to do. I think, you know, if there's a campaign that's asking you to run a marathon or do something major, um, it's a little bit bit off-putting for some people. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, whacking on a lipstick isn't too hard and it really gets the conversation going because, you know, you're wearing a bright lippy that you might not usually wear and people are going to talk about it. So, yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even I wore uh, just a different colour top the other day. So normally I'm very basic and I wear blacks, greys, whites and maybe a baby (laughs) pink every now and then and I wore a bright red shirt and everyone was like, oh, my goodness, Tamara, you're wearing a different colour. And so I think (laughs) definitely with the lipstick it's kind of similar, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of people are a bit scared to wear lipstick, which they shouldn't be because everyone can rock a red lip or a bright lip. But um. Yeah, I think it gets people talking, which is what we want. Yeah, for sure. And so in your opinion, why do you think mental health is such an uncomfortable topic for people to talk about and specifically women? 
I think uh, it's so much more common than we realise. Uh, I know that when I was going through, I struggled with anxiety, depression um, and disordered eating as well. I think when I was going through it, I thought that I, I was really alone. I, I felt crazy. I, you know, I thought people would judge me or see me as weak or mm. that I'd be a burden if I was going to put my problems onto someone else. And I think that that's um, one of the biggest problems that stops people from talking about it because you you know, you don't want to be a burden. And women in particular, I think, you know, we like to solve our problems on our own and, and we don't want to bother other people. Um, so, yeah, we try and sort of keep it to ourselves. And then, you know, on the other hand, it's like if you haven't been through it and you don't really know how to deal with it yourself, when someone comes to you to talk about mental health, it can be uncomfortable because you don't know what to say. You don't want them to feel judged, but then it's it's difficult to know what to say if you haven't been through it. So I think that that's why it's uh, uncomfortable. But the more we can talk about it, the better for sure. Yeah, you're so right. It is, It is. Um, you know, when people do get that courage to open up to you and say, hey, look, I'm actually not doing so well of late, it is difficult to find that response to come back yeah. to. You know, do we say, I'm sorry or, um, you know, what, what can I do to help you? Um, and yeah. often they say, oh, it's just something I'm dealing with. It is um, kind of a difficult conversation to have but super important that there are campaigns like Lip Timber that are bringing out the awareness and that we're having yeah. these conversations. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the great beneficiaries, which I know we'll discuss further, but um, one of them is Batia, which is uh, addressing the elephant in the room. So they go around to schools and they talk to schools about mental health and not just about, you know, how you cope with it if you get it, but also what to say to someone who does come to you and says they have a problem. So, so you know, you know, you have those, that toolbox to, to know what to come back and say and how to support your friends if, you, if they need it. Oh, that's fantastic and so good that it's starting off at such a young age in school so then yeah, that, that kind of mindset's imprinted right from the very start. Yeah, mm. I think it's yeah a really good thing and I don't think it's done enough at the moment. Yes, you're 100% correct there. Um, there's something that I always refer to as the mental load, which is basically all of the things women have to think about on a daily basis. So waking up, washing your hair, doing the kids' uniform if you've got kids, we're cooking, we're paying dinner, we're, well, paying bills, not paying dinner, paying four bills to get yeah. for the dinner, <laughs> uh, you know, going to work, etc. Do you think women in particular are so prone to anxiety and depression because we just try and carry too much on our plate at the one time? Yeah, absolutely. I think as a society we do have this pressure as women to, you know, take on everything and be these super women and, and try to manage everything and look like we're doing it really well. Um, mm. And I think people forget that it is okay not to be okay and you don't have to do that. I know that my anxiety definitely stemmed from that. You know, I was trying to, at the time I was in my first year of uni, I was trying to get the best grades whilst also, um, you know, be a good daughter, be a good granddaughter. I was living with my grandpa, trying to look after him, um, you know, trying to do well in my part-time job. I was trying to model as well, like everything that I was doing and I was trying to give 100% to everything, but you just can't do that. It's just not sustainable and it's not good for your mental health. So, yeah, I definitely think that we take on too much and um, try to sort of uh, live at this unrealistic expectation. Mm, yeah, and it's it's even more pressure I can imagine now than it even was when our parents were growing up in this kind of really millennial, everyone's spotlighted. There's, you know, as you say, you have to be 
perfect in so many different aspects and that's just not at your job but it's coming home and you know having the house looking amazing there is so much that we carry and then at the same time if you're trying to run a business on top of all of that it is kind of this facade that we just yeah I'm fine everything's okay and underneath it's really not I think that we become our own worst enemies because when you are managing, you know, you're likely to show that. And people that are sharing all these amazing things that they're doing and that they are a great mum and they're running a business and they're doing all these amazing things, then I think it puts more pressure on other girls to try or other women to try and do the same thing. Um, but the ones that aren't showing, you know, the, the real side of things when they are having a crappy day and they're not feeling their best and the washing doesn't get done and they don't cook, they get takeaway, like whatever. It's fine if you do that. Mm. But I think people are scared to show that. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and to my negligence, before I started researching all about Lib Timber, um, I didn't realise how many other segments of mental health there were. So I normally just categorise mental health with the anxiety or the depression. However, yeah. on the Lib Timber website, it talks a lot about postnatal blues, eating habits, mental mm-hmm. stress and, um, you know, PSTD. So you really kind of never know what's under the smiling face that people put on and I guess in your business or your industry you're so spotlighted in the media and on your digital platforms Um, do you feel like there is that responsibility to put on a smiling face even when you're not feeling okay I think for me um well to start with I I don't suffer like I used to so Mm. um that definitely helps but also the fact that I have been so open about my own struggles with mental health and um, and you know, that it is okay not to be okay. I don't feel pressure to be fake about it. If I'm going to have, if I am having a crappy day, then I, I feel like I would be open about it. I don't feel like I need to fake it because yeah, because you know, that's been a part of me and I don't, I'm not embarrassed by it, I suppose. Mm. Um, I think back when I had it, um, which is ironic because I wasn't in the public eye at all then. Um, but I definitely felt the need to put on a facade and, um, pretend that I was okay when I wasn't, even to my friends and family, um, just because I hadn't told them. You know, I, I didn't want to bring them down or bring the mood down in, in any way. So I just sort of pretend that I was fine when I wasn't. Um, but yeah, I think it just goes to show that being open about it can just really help. And um, to show that you're vulnerable helps other people to be vulnerable. And, and I think it gets rid of that judgment as well. Interrupting today's episode for a mention with our beautiful sponsor who keeps this podcast going. We'll be back after this short break. Searching for a product range to stock in your business that provides effective results while respecting the environment, animals and caters to vegan clients? Dr. Anne-Marie's Dermal Care is currently taking on stockists. Provide antioxidant support, rejuvenation, management of the aging process and defence against solar damage. Comprehensive product training and facial techniques included. Contact info at dramdermalcare.com.au. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just um, with uh, the whole digital social media, um, now you're seeing so many accounts which kind of make fun of those accounts who are 
always so perfect, you know, yeah. and um, yeah. I can't remember her name now. I should have looked beforehand, but she's incredible and she does all of these mock celebrity poses um, in oh, a really funny like way. <clears throat> yes. Oh, my yeah, gosh. She I is hilarious. Oh, my, and it... my boyfriend and I just lose it every day at the, <laughs> her poses. So funny. Aren't they amazing? And it just kind of goes to show that you can just have fun and just relax and yeah. not everyone has that perfect photo perfect facade and I think um you know there is a lot of the face tuning or the touch-ups going on behind the scenes and so for somebody external who looks into that world you kind of think oh my goodness they are perfect all the time but it's really not the case it's definitely not the case and also um the worst part of that too is that these beautiful women that you meet, um, you know, all of these influencers and models and, you know, other Miss Universe contestants from all over the world that I met, um, some of them are super insecure. And from what you see on Instagram, you'd never think that. But, um, but yeah, I think it comes with being in the public eye sometimes that you're trying to maintain this perfect image that is just not sustainable and, and you feel the pressure and you become really insecure. So, yeah, yeah. what you see is definitely not what you always get. Yeah, for sure. Do you think um, as women we can start the positive movement towards A, being a little bit gentler to each other and B, um, having those open conversations? Definitely. I think it's amazing to me every time I put something out there about mental health or um, Mm. something that I've struggled with, the influx of messages that I get that girls will suddenly then Mm. open up. Not just girls though, I do get some messages from men too. Um, but they're like, oh, you know, I thought I was crazy. Like, thank you so much for sharing your story. I was oh. going through the same thing. I think it's as soon as you break your wall down a little bit, then other people are going to as well. So the more we can get that happening, the better. Mm, and I really appreciate the likes of yourself. And I know some other Lip Timber um, ambassadors are like the Tully Smythe and your Steph Claire Smiths because you ladies have such a huge platform and your audience is that millennial, um, you know, kind of demographic it's so nice to see that you are all supporting creating such a good positive change yeah it's good and it's also awesome when you can get to those things and um all of the girls come together and you know Tully and I've become really close um through attending events and that sort of thing together and I think um it's nice to have those real friendships because you bond over things that you're passionate about and for that Mm. for us that is you know having struggled with anxiety and depression and and being open about that sort of nice to support one another and then it's so much more real yeah 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 did you uh when you initially posted about your anxiety and depression online on a social space did you feel quite nervous and vulnerable about putting that out there yeah I did I I think um I posted about it years ago now a couple of years ago I think the first Mm. time um and just putting it out there in a caption that was you know carefully written um and I, you know, sat on for a while. I think I showed my mom, I showed my sister and I got some opinions on it before posting mm. it. Um, that I wasn't so nervous about. But then when I came out, I posted a video um, earlier this year and I just sat down and spoke about it. I got a bit teary, um, which I wasn't really expecting. But um, but then I was like, you know what, I, I don't want to pretend that I didn't and pretend that it doesn't still upset me. So yeah. I just put it out there. And that was a bit nerve wracking, I think. Um, I never want to come across as patronizing or anything like that because I know that there are some girls that will look at me and be like, well, that's just stupid. Why, you know, why did she 
why would mm. she suffer from anxiety or depression when she's got this and this and this? But I think from my perspective, it's like it's not always what you seem and, and that depression and anxiety don't discriminate and, you know, it doesn't matter where you come from, what you do for work, um, you know, who your family is, anything at all. It, it, it doesn't matter, you know, you can suffer from mental health problems um, no matter who you are. So I think that was part of the message I wanted to get across. But, yeah, it's definitely daunting. But once you put it out there, the positive feedback I received was just amazing and makes it all worthwhile for sure. Oh, that's incredible. Um, so to support the Lip Timber movement, just for your knowledge and also our audience, um, Butte Industry is going to donate an extra $5 donation um, to the organisation through our online portal. So whether you oh, donate awesome. $2 or $20, we're going to donate an additional $5. So um, oh, for a great in- idea. Yeah, thank you. Um, So for any of our audience who do want to contribute, and as you can see, there's such a positive movement in what we're trying to do here, head to our website, which is www.butayindustry.com forward slash Timber, or you can find the little links there to follow along. Um, Olivia, can you just give us some insight into what kind of charities um, the Timber fundraiser goes towards? Absolutely. So there are six main beneficiaries. Uh, There's the women's the Royal Women's Hospital, uh, Pretty Foundation, which is a really amazing one. Have you heard much about them? No. So Pretty Foundation work uh, to raise awareness for younger women. So, oh, sorry, young girls. Um, I think the target audience is between like four years old and eight years old or something. But oh, wow. um, they've found that these young girls are suffering with body image issues already. So, oh, gosh. Yeah, it's focusing on them and and letting them know that your body, uh, it's not about how your body looks, but it's about what your body can do. So they've just released this book, which is amazing. It's a little kid's book. Um, Mm. And the main character in it is, you know, a stocky sort of girl and she's tough and she's strong and she does all these things. And, you know, it's not about being pretty or skinny or anything like that. Um, So, yeah, I I really love what they're doing. So that's the Pretty Foundation. Um, There's Lifeline, which everybody seems to know about. Mm. Uh, They do amazing work. Um, Batia, the one that I was talking about before. So they go and speak to schools and do amazing programs within schools about mental health. Mm. Uh, Jean Hales, which is for older ladies, which is awesome as well because there's not much happening for them um, and they seem to get forgotten about a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that's a really good one. And then Are You Okay? So I think Are You Okay? is a really well-known one as well, you know, Are You Okay Day. Mm. Um, but amazing, an amazing beneficiary as well. Yeah, they're all so incredible. Um, Yesterday I read on the Lifeline Instagram that 66% of Australians often feel alone, which was really kind of hard hitting for me. I thought, oh, my gosh, that's more than half. Um, And it was specifically Australian, you know, so it really kind of hits home when it's in your own country. And Mm -hmm. it's it's not okay. And I guess that's why we have created our little business here, beauty industry, specifically for the beauty industry, because that's where I've come from. And that's what I know and I'm passionate about. But, you know, if we can just get that number to half, you know, even 33% of people is still not okay that they're feeling lonely, but it's such a huge percentage. Yeah, but the more we can get it down, the better for sure. Yeah. And, um, yeah, every little bit counts. So I think the more we talk about it, uh, it's going to help. Hopefully at least, you know, even this conversation could help one, two people. That's better than nothing. Yeah, yeah, you're 100% right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode, Olivia. We really, really appreciate your time and all of your vulnerability and just being open and, you know, how much support you're showing to the Lip Timber movement and women alike.
Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Um, as always, if you have enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the channel and give us a five-star rating. Now you know that we are donating to the Lip Temper movement. So you're going to see this plastered across all of our social channels. Um, so make sure you go and give us a follow and donate absolutely anything you can. $2 actually equals $7. As I said, we're donating an extra $5. So anything you can to help this cause is absolutely incredible. Until next time, stay connected. Hi community, it's Tamara here. Just before you shut down this episode and turn on the radio, listen to Justin Bieber, I just wanted to share with you a story around mental health. I was so inspired by Olivia's story and the ability for her to open up and share like she did and be so vulnerable on our podcast that I left the episode thinking maybe I should also, pardon me, it's early in the morning, maybe I should also tell my story. So um, I have too struggled with mental health, as I'm sure many of you have. Um, it was a personal battle for me, and some of you may not agree with this story. However, I'm going to tell it anyway in the fact of being vulnerable and just opening up for the sake of lip timber and women's mental health. And hopefully, if I can start that conversation um, to get other women and ladies opening up out there, um, then I will. And I'm happy that this recording is going out to 200 ears per episode. When I was 20, um, I fell in love, stupidly in love with a boy, and um, we accidentally fell pregnant. Now, when I was 20, I was a very, very young, naive party goer every Saturday night. Um, And it just, I was definitely not at a point in my life where I could welcome a life into this world. And I knew that at that stage of my mental capacity, I could not possibly care for a human being as, as I knew I would have when I was reaching the age of when I could actually have a child. So unfortunately I did, um, well, we did decide to have a termination, which if anyone has been through that, it is so difficult. And I know it does get shunned on a lot of, um, actually the morning that I decided to have the termination, I went to the clinic and there were about 10 protesters outside with these horrible, horrible signs and they were yelling at me and actually pulling at me, um, pulling at my arms and pulling at my hair so that I wouldn't walk in the door. And that was just an absolutely traumatic experience for me. Um, Following that up, there was a lot of depression and a lot of anxiety um, around just, you know, feeling absolute terrible amounts of guilt for what I had done. And um, yeah, just really, really just, it was a really bad time in my life. However, I'm really good at writing things down. And as you can hear, I'm good at talking about things. So I had quite a strong support network um, in terms of people like my dad, who just really helped and listened to everything that I had to say. So I was able to get things out there. Um, Later on in life, when I was 23, so in 2013, um, I went to my regular doctor for my pap smear. And while they were down there, she said, "Uh, something's just not quite right. Um, I don't want you to be positive about this. Um, And I thought at the time, geez, Louise, why is she telling me this? Just get the results back, lady, and then let's have the talk. Anyway, so she put a rush through on the results and it came back that I was diagnosed with a low-grade cervical cancer. And 
I could just tell that the blood just rushed out of my face at that stage. And I was sitting there just thinking, what? I'm 23. This, this cannot, you can't be saying the C word like the cancer word. It's just not, not okay right now. And um, I left and I was actually having a kinesiology session right after and I was a right mess. I went and sat down and had breakfast and I was just sitting there thinking, what in the heck is going on? ate my breakfast in silence without a word and just went into my kinesiology session and just completely broke down. And if anyone hasn't had kinesiology, it's absolutely amazing. It's basically where internal stress and trauma, they're able to release it and kind of, I'm going to say unlock um, how that's feeling inside for you. So the kinesiology sessions for me were really, really huge and helped me deal with it. Um, So I did have to go and have some surgery. Um, It was a laser to remove the lining of the cervix where the cancerous cells were. And this was really crazy for me. Um, At this time of my life, I was breaking up with my partner. Um, I wasn't talking to my mum. I was in between positions at work. So I really didn't have a strong network or team around me. Um, In fact, my team at work, I was a brand new manager stepping into an existing team who were really strong. They all hated me. And I say that word as it was a true hate. And I, if they're listening on this podcast, I don't know if they would be, but I truly apologize because I was a crap manager at that stage of my life. And now you can see why I wasn't able to kind of give everyone in my team the love and support that they needed because I wasn't completely whole. My, my cup wasn't full. So it was really impossible for me to pour from an empty cup. Um, so anyway, I, I went and had the surgery at the Royal Women's Hospital and the ladies there were so fantastic. Um, I couldn't have asked for a more seamless procedure. I walked in being absolutely so nervous. It was actually my 24th birthday on the day of my surgery. I remember them saying, um, and what's your full name? And I said, Tamara Shaw. And they said, and what's your birth date? And I said, the 21st of the 6th, 1990. And they said, and what's the date today? And I said, the 21st of the 6th, 2014. And they were like, what's wrong with you? Why are you here on your birthday? But at the time, I didn't have private health insurance. And so I just had to wait until a date came available. So I was calling them every single Monday saying, do you have a date? Do you have a date? Um, when can I get in? When, when, please, like, give me a date so I can get this removed. Um, and so I did, and the Royal Women's were so fantastic, and they really helped me. I woke up, I didn't have any pain, I was able to be picked up that day, and um, it was just, yeah, it was, I can't use the word seamless enough, because I was so, you know, what you do, you you take yourself into this Google spiral, and you read all of these ridiculous things, and I highly encourage no one to do that, um, but Yeah, it it was just amazing for me to have that support. And they're constantly reminding me about the the importance of pap smears and how you can support yourself. So for me, having that experience, I went back to to my GP after the six months had gone and I did really recover from the cervical cancer. I felt good about my body. Um, I wasn't shaming myself anymore. But she did say to me one thing that has stuck. She said have you had a termination in the past? And I said, yeah, I have actually. And she said, well, that's the reason you've got your cervical cancer. That's the reason that you had cervical cancer. 
And I just thought, crap, that is so heavy to weigh that on me. And so this cycle of the fear, the anxiety, the depression, the stress that come with that, I thought, you silly girl, if you didn't have that termination, then you wouldn't have cancer, you know? And so all of these things go on in your mind. Um, I don't believe that it was the termination that did provide the cancer in my head to help me deal with it. I think that way. Um, but you know, there are such a number of things. And so for me nowadays to keep my, to keep my health in check, um, I do have to eat quite a low sugar diet, even though I'm obsessed with donuts, any form of donut every day, all day. Um, but I do have to keep quite a, a low, a low sugar diet so that, um, it doesn't develop back into these cancerous cells. Um, as we know, sugar is free radicals in the skin world and it's the exact same for all of your cells regardless of where that skin is on your body so I've dealt with it I have an amazing partner which you guys if you were at the brunch you would have met he was wearing the beauty industry t-shirt he's absolutely gorgeous soul he has helped me through absolutely more than I could have ever imagined in my lifetime and across um, across the the cervical cancer situation I I was writing a lot and he was brave enough one day to read it and he just looked at me and just burst into tears he was like this is ridiculous how have you gone through that already and without a partner without a mum at my in my life at that time so it was a really difficult situation for me but the point of this and why I'm telling you this story is because I got off our podcast episode with Olivia and I thought she's been so wonderful in opening up about her anxiety her depression her eating disorders through the modeling world and some other things that she's gone with and I thought Tamara you are so rude you haven't also opened up so here's my little snippet hopefully you all you know you're able to listen to the whole entire podcast and you don't just switch off um, where you hear me say stay connected um, as you normally would and if this conversation can just open up to absolutely, you know, just one pair of ears and they have that knock on effect to another pair of ears, then I'm so thankful that I did this. Um, And if you know me, I'm kind of like a bit of a robot. I'm not the best in opening up. I don't, I don't cry. I don't, I don't often feel sad or I don't often feel ecstatically happy. I'm not, I'm not the brightest person in the room jumping around. I'm not, you know, it's just difficult for me to open up, I guess. And I don't talk about my personal life with many people. Um, besides the fact that I tell everyone I want my partner to propose to me ASAP. But um, other than that, it is difficult for me. So hopefully, it you know, this, this is just a round message and it helps you too. So this is the reason why I'm supporting Liptember because it is so close to my heart. Um, and if we can just raise some money, I know a big chunk of that does go to the Royal Women specifically, but it also goes, as Olivia said, to Batier. Um, you've also got the Pretty Foundation. You've got the Jean Hales Foundation and Are You OK Day as well. So as I said, we're donating $5 for every single donation. And I would strongly, strongly help. Um, we're well, happy to take on your donation and help this cause. So that is all from me. And now I promise um, that's that's the end of the podcast. So if you do want to reach out, you guys know I'm always, always, always here to help. This is exactly what beauty industry is. And it's why we have a community that we do. And you guys are so incredible in supporting everyone. And I just want you to know that I'm here to support you as well. So thank you so much for listening. And um, until next time, stay connected.
Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 16 of the Beauty Industry Podcast. Next Monday for episode 17, we talk with Jessica Mendez of The Therapist Co. on solving your recruitment problems. Be sure to tune in then. Until next time, stay connected.